This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Just having a fireplace that looks like a little fire, that's like trolling us. I wanted to put off heat, oh. but look like a fire. Oh, I got you. Is that what you have at the country club? <laughs> no. <laughs> you got real fires, don't you? <laughs> Happy Independence Day, everybody. We're actually coming to you on Independence Day Eve, aren't we, Amanda? This is, if uh, that is such a thing, then yes. It is such a thing. We are <laughs> coming to you on a Thursday. Um, that's if you listen to this podcast right when we post it live. Now, that may not be the case, but I doubt many people will be listening to this on July the 4th. So Maybe, maybe they'll take us to the beach. Yeah, take us there. to the lake, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> doubt it but uh, if you do good for you um so yeah happy july the 4th i love this holiday um we've kind of been celebrating it all week to be honest with you i took the girls to a fireworks show in kannapolis last night oh uh yeah kip went to it i did not really Mm -hmm. it was packed yeah that's what i had heard it was packed in the kannapolis uh village park they uh boy i bet there were twenty thousand people there that's what they said so uh we were there and i guess we'll go catch some fireworks this weekend are you going to do any of that? I think so. Um, I think we're going to try to hit up that Kannapolis Intimidators game on yeah. Friday night. And I may see you there. And see the fireworks Friday night as in tomorrow night, I guess. If I see you there, are you going to act like you know me? <laughs> or are you going to be there? I mean, I, I don't know that you and I have ever run into each other outside of work, and so I don't know if you're going to treat me the same. Like, are you going to be like, Ugh, and you're going to turn know. your head? I never, I never even thought about that. We'll see then. I guess. All right. We'll see what kind of person you really are. <laughs> Before we get started, we're going to have Elliot Mabe come in here today because uh, he's here. He is the uh, PR rep for the number nine Napa team and Chase Elliott. And we've never had Elliot Mabe. This is going to get confusing. Do you want to know how confusing it got? If you notice in the JRM360 video, which we'll talk about, that was posted yep. uh, today, I spelled his name wrong. Because I'm so used to Chase Elliott and Elliot two Mabe, T's. I put two T's. Two T's for uh, Chase Elliott, one T for Elliot yeah. Mabe. Yeah. Yeah, it's confusing. We'll call him Mabe. Anyways, Mabe will be here today. He'll join us because he was in the uh, 360 video. Plus, uh, we've not had him on. It'll be fun to talk to him, talk about the Chase program, and uh, see how that's going. Before we bring in Mabe, I want to bring up the Dale Yed Dirty Mo Radio t-shirts one more time. I know we kind of talked about this extensively last week, but we received an email this morning of a report, and I won't get into specifics. I won't even say what it is or how you know who it is. All I can tell you is that they are selling extremely well. They are doing well. A lot of you guys at Kentucky, if you went to Kentucky last week, uh, there were a lot of people that bought Delia Dirty Mo Radio t-shirts uh, from the JRM Souvenir Hauler. Uh, but they're also selling extremely well online. And I am ecstatic about that. I, I don't even know what to think. I, I mean, it's like our little old Dirty Mo Radio thing is now uh, uh, really doing well in the merchandising area. Whoever would have thought that? <laughs> and then I want to know why that is. I mean, I've got my own ideas, and again, I am flattered. I think it's great. But I also want to know why. I mean, it could be a number of reasons. It could be because people just think saying Dale Yeah is fun, or is it because uh, the T-shirt looks good, or is it because it's a unique thing that, isn't on every other NASCAR shirt that you've seen. Uh, why do you think it is, Amanda? Well, I got two. Th- I liked your third theory there. It is a very unique-looking shirt. Like, it, it's not a very busy-looking shirt. Right. Maybe that's why. Some people, NASCAR fans typically love the busy shirts. Yeah. I don't. That's why I like this one. I'm not, I can't deal with a lot of busyness. Right. But 
I also wonder too if uh, this may be a little out off in left field, but maybe it's the Dado effect. Do you think Dan, the junior fan, because he tweets out a lot about this underground cult of yeah. Dale Yash shirts and meeting up at the tracks and I think you are right. I think that there is, and this is my opinion, my theory. I think there is a feeling of exclusivity, like a club, like a club, like Eternity, I think that, something. yeah, I think people enjoy being silly, and I think that there is some sort of gratification or satisfaction that you get when people look at you and go, "Huh," and then you could be like, "You you wouldn't understand." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know what it is about it. So I think there's some sort of exclusivity about it. Plus, we're just having a lot of fun. This was fan started. This started because of a reaction theater call. Mm -hmm. And from there, it's grown. And I think that there is a, a sense of ownership by Dirty Mo Radio listeners to buy in on that thing. They recognize the fact that this is sort of started by them. And let's see how far it goes. I mean, it could be just the fact of like, uh, yeah, nice, nice try. It's really just, it's a Dale, it's a Dale Jr. t-shirt, and I already have all the other ones. It could be something as simple as that. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I've seen a lot of requests on Twitter for us to do a sweatshirt, a Dirty Mo sweatshirt. I can tell you this. As cold as this studio is right now, I would be happy <laughs> to do a sweatshirt. And I don't care what's on it. It can have Greg Biffle's face on it for all I care. I would wear it right now because this studio is freezing. Um, <laughs> that's a side note. Uh, I'd like to invite you to check out this week's Jerem 360, the video. We just uh, posted it today, Thursday. We've got the double, the, the duo, the, the combo of video and podcast coming at you today. I don't know. He, here's, here's what happens when it comes to the video. And we're going to bring in Elliot Mabe here uh, to talk about this because he was, he was uh, inadvertently caught up in this video. But we won the race last week. We are happy. We obviously are going to do a Jerem 360 about our win at Kentucky. NASCAR even provides us video to use for our 360. So you cannot tee up a, a win video JRM 360 any more than what was teed up. And yet, all it takes is for me to come across a stack of turkey calls and then we completely forget about the win. That's at least speaking for myself. That's all it usually takes. That's all you need to know about us. We take our wins seriously. We take our racing seriously. But sometimes I just get too distracted by something that uh, that catches my attention. And this week it was a stack of turkey calls that were in Tyler Overstreet's office. When I came to Amanda, I said, hey, you know that Kevin Harvick win idea that we have? I think I might want to do turkey calls instead. And you were like, what? And I didn't even know we had turkey calls here at this point. That was the thing. So. I didn't either. I literally ran into, like I was in there talking to Tyler. And I'm like, what is this? I don't know. It's just some turkey calls, and, you know, nationwide <laughs> insurance has them. I, mean, I don't know. Do we even know? St I don't even think we've yet to found, find out why they're here still. I, again, we said it in the 360. I, I don't even know why they're here. I just know they're here, and watch the video, and you can see how well we used uh, utilized <laughs> the win uh, into this week's Jerem 360. Mabe, you heard the turkey call, and dang it if you weren't one of the first ones to spring up and beeline right to it. D yeah. Yeah, I I, uh, I heard it for about five minutes and wasn't really sure that I, Angie was complaining of something last week um, and Jenna about a bird flying around. So oh really it, it, in the yeah, building in the building well, back I didn't in our, I know about this I didn't know about it either. Yeah, so I wasn't sure if it was an actual bird or if someone was playing a prank. I, I want to know what you're thinking in the moment that you see that it's me crouched on the floor and you see Amanda holding a camera. Like, <laughs> is your feeling, 
man, I just fell for this and I'm embarrassed? Or is it, man, I was really hoping to see a live turkey up here in the hallway? Well, <laughs> I, it would have been, well, my my feeling was not surprised that you were crouched okay. behind a uh, cubicle <laughs> uh, churning a turkey collar or whatever you call it. Um, You're close. And then, and then I turn around and see a camera in my face, so it, it, it was hysterical. Yeah. I like that we do completely ridiculous things and nobody is shocked by you doing something that is. Yes. Do you know, uh, uh, I just saw a tweet to me right now and a lady says, because uh, I, I think I put out a tweet that said, you know, since most of you will probably won't watch Jerem 360 th- uh, this week because it's July the 4th, traditionally, this is just true, July the 4th week hardly ever gets views for any video no matter what we do so i said so screw it i'm gonna go hunting and then i put the link <laughs> that was my way of teeing up this link right this lady just replies to me and she goes have fun killing innocent animals <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you get so much backlash i know i said t- i said just click the link please <laughs> like i don't even know how to reply to that i'm like just click the link you'll you'll understand Anyways, but Mabe, I, I was impressed with you the way you handled it. You handled it with true professionalism, with something that, that I lack, and I'm going to make sure Amanda lacks professionalism before this year's <laughs> over with. Uh, you didn't scream, but, of course, I wasn't trying to scare anybody. I was just trying to. Yeah, but I, I laughed out loud. You did. So we were I, actually, I don't know if that's professional. We actually were trying to get Hogue. He was in the office to my right. You were in the office to my left, and I thought I could get Hogue to come out, but he probably had his earphones in. Listening to Sirius XM or, or yeah, yeah, whatever he was listening to. So he probably didn't hear it. But in it, anyways. Um, or or he probably thought, ah, this is Mike Davis setting me up. That's true. Else, he so. could have just known what was up. I would have had to walk by his office with a turkey call anyways. So, uh, yeah, he probably knew what was up. Before we get out of here, I, I, this week at Daytona, um, love this race, by the way. I, this is one of my favorite races because I think back to 2010 when Dale Jr. won it in the Wrangler car. Uh, this, you know, the Nationwide Series race. Uh, sitting it's, right beside of me. That's right. It's, it's sitting right out here in the shop. Just such a super emotional, uh, just a cool win. And uh, anytime we go to the day, that wasn't the only time Dale Jr.'s won this summer Nationwide Series race. 2006, he did it. I remember that one because we were down there for a week uh, leading up to that. Uh, having fun. Oh, boy. I'll leave it at that. Just having fun. And then he goes off and wins that race. And so that was a lot of. That was a good fine, a good time. Um, but Casey Kane is going to go in the number five Hellman Chevrolet this week. Regan Smith is in the number seven Goodies Chevrolet. I do love my goodies. You do. I do. Uh, and then Chase Elliott, the number nine Napa. Help me out here, Mabe. This is your job. The Napa, is it the Intrepid Fallen Heroes Fun Chevrolet? Yes, the Napa Auto Parts Intrepid Fallen Heroes Fun Chevrolet. Do and I have to say all of that in the recap show on Monday? I think you should. We don't even know if that. We don't even know if you're supposed to, but I think you should. That'll add ten minutes to the recording time. Oh just you trying God. to knock that out. You know, Regan won this uh, race at Daytona in the at the beginning of the year. Uh, we often have success there. Casey Kane is really good at restrictor plate tracks. Chase, as good as he's been this year, the restrictor plate racing has sort of been the Achilles' heel for him. Has it not? It has. Uh, unfortunately, it's been has had a lot to do with him getting in the wrong line towards the end of the race. Because if you think about Talladega, he restarted. He actually restarted with six six or so to go yeah. first. Yeah, that's right. And got right. hung out. So, and then he got caught up in what, – what happened? Did he get – I believe Elliot Sadler, Ryan Blaney got into some sort of yeah. tassel. And, you know, anyway. He got caught up in something. There was damage. Yep. So he had come into pit. We restarted. 
think 20th or something. He came off pit road late, um, unfortunately, and we finished we finished in the latter tier. So, looking for a stronger finish this weekend. For I sure. mean, to his credit, my goodness, he's what done it twice now. I mean, I don't know why we yeah. would expect him to master the the complications of restrictor plate racing when he's done it twice. The first one was his first ever race. Uh, you know, in a nationwide series car. So, and what did he do? Finish 15th that 15th. day? Started, so that was pretty started, good. So, yeah, he started 26th, finished 15th. Yeah. I think qualifying is the biggest, the biggest oh, point. We've got to figure out this, uh, yeah. this qualifying. Our cars, our teams never really got the hang of that. Uh, that. Something's happened in both of those qualifying sessions that they didn't really do well. Yep, yep. We uh, The timing, coming off a of pit road. It's, it's all timing. Out. Yeah, exactly. It's it a mess finished. is yeah, what it is. It, it, and, and for that reason, it's fun to watch. When is qualifying this week? Qualifying is it's tomorrow. Okay, so Friday night. Yes. Is it Friday in the Fr- day? Friday, Friday during the day. Okay. Race so, tomorrow. yeah, watch that if you get a chance, and then they're going to race Friday night. I'm going to tell you something. It's going to be exciting. Here's the one thing you always know. There's going to be a junior motorsports car or cars that are going to be in the hunt for that win uh, at the end. I should hope so. I'm telling you, we got our stuff. We, we, we may not have the qualifying part figured out, but we got the race part figured out. Are you going to call the winner again like you did last week? You know what? Uh, I feel like I'm going to stop right there on Kevin Harvick. I feel like I got a nice little streak going. Um, I don't feel like I need to predict a, a winner every week. Is our late models going this week? I don't know. I think they if might they are, be off. They were, they were on last week. If they are, I'm going to call a Josh Berry win. How's that? He's due. He, I think he's yeah, gone been two what, races. Two, two <laughs> races before he, since he's last won. Um, so, yeah, anyways, uh, but it ought to be a good weekend. We'll see what we got. Mabe, um, before we get out of here, I do want to tell people about you. Uh, you uh, came to Junior Motorsports this year. You came from Kozlowski's uh, company. You've been working with Chase Elliott this year. What has that been like for you? It's and been a, a great learning experience, um, kind of growing with them together. A new role for me, a new side of the business in this industry for me, um, but it's been it's been great. I think I think what has been the best part so far is him being at the shop yeah. more frequently, getting a, getting that face to face time with him away from the racetrack. Um, but you know, just learning from all you guys and just having some fun. I, I love the environment here and uh, love working with Chase and the Napa crew, and it's, it's been a good ride so far. Mave is. Uh Kind of, I mean, he's he's new at this PR game, and people think everybody thinks they can do PR. And the fact of the matter is, especially junior motorsports, that comes with high expectations and you know a lot of responsibility. You throw in a high, high uh, profile profile sponsor like Napa, they certainly have a lot of expectations, and that's a good thing. Uh, and then here's Mabe, who sort of should be in his training phase. He's having to learn this stuff really, really, really quick, uh, and, and really get up to speed because uh, it just so happens now Chase Elliott. Turns out he's pretty good. Um, he's actually winning races. What was Victory Lane like the first time you went? Well, I, I believe I had more camera time than Chase did because I, I, I blocked the camera. I uh, learned from that. Okay. I was in the way, basically, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. It was horrible. Did they yell at you? Um, NASCAR spoke to me for, for about 30 seconds, uh, just like, you know. Sometimes there. those TV camera guys, they'll, they'll pull you in. Oh, yeah. out. What would you say has been your – you have to have had one big mess-up well, so far this year. What is it's it? It's not a mess-up, but um, the moment on on the edge where I was, like, sweating bullets was actually Road America. I don't think I've told anybody this. Oh, You um, haven't told me this. This is why besides, I'm asking you now. Besides our new transporter driver, Chris, who so, – so to paint the picture, our transporter drivers bring the hat bags to Victory Lane. Right. Well, Chase restarts first, first. with two to go. That's right. Um, 
he enters turn one at Road America and takes the lead away from Renegon. Oh, yeah, he, he restarted second. See, and he, excuse me, yeah, he yeah, restarted he, second, that's right. took the lead into fr- Took the lead, yep. Led until, I think, turn 12. Well, you know, TV's about 13 seconds behind. I'm running back to the garage to make sure our new transporter driver's got the bag and he knows where Victory Lane is. As I'm running back to the garage, I realize I don't know where Victory Lane is. Mm. I didn't do my homework. Once I figured out where it was across the track next to the media center, I'm like, Man, this this is yeah. I've got about two minutes and forty seconds to figure this thing out. So I'm scrambling. I tell Chris is loading up the transporter. He's like, "Hey, yeah, what, what do you mean the hat bag?" And I was like, "Well, we gotta we gotta go to Victory Lane. We got we gotta be prepared." And we are in a dead out sprint. I mean, we are running. It's you got to go under this bridge, under the front stretch. We get there, and then you know, Brennan Gone went on to win. But Nerve wracking to say the least. You know what? Nerve wracking. This, this is the point I would really like mess with Mabe here uh, about not knowing where Victory Lane is. But do you know that's the same thing that happened to me? Only in, in my very first year, 2002, doing Nationwide Series at the time it was called Bush Series. But yeah, Nationwide Series race with Jimmy Spencer. We won Bristol. Now, oh. <laughs> now, Bristol shouldn't be a hard place to find Victory Lane. But as it is, thinking common sense, I'm looking everywhere on the ground that yeah. I can try to find. Well, as it turns out, Victory Lane's not on the ground at Bristol. It's a, on the roof of a building. You've yeah. got to drive up a ramp to do it. And I'd walk by this ramp all weekend long, not ever realizing that was the, the, the ramp to Victory Lane on top of the building. So we won the race, and then I'm, I just followed the team. I just ran, but I didn't know where we were going. <laughs> I did not know where we were going, and, and we ended up running up the building. I'm like, oh, wow. Nobody said the victory lane was up here. Hey, this is cool. Definitely a good problem to have, though. Yeah, yeah. It's not It's not bad. Now, the the one that sometimes does get a PR rep is uh, when you get in a wreck and you don't know where the care center is. True. Well, these two, victory lane and care center, could be in any spot in these infields. Yes. I mean, because they're all over the map. Yeah. So, yes. yeah, I, I could see why you'd be sweating. As yes. a new PR rep, you know, you you haven't gone to all the tracks yet, and so you don't know where the care centers are. They, and, you know, some of these tracks, like at Talladega or Daytona, I mean. you got to hike. Yeah. I'm telling you. You better be in shape. So. Uh, or when you get to that point and there's fencing there. Mm-hmm. And, like oh, Texas. That's happened to me many times where Climb you fence. go a mile and get stuck behind a fence. Yeah. Yeah, at Daytona, I actually one time I ran to a uh, care center. Only it was for the uh, fans in the infield. <laughs> it was it was not the <laughs> driver's care center. Um, anyways, good times. Well, Mabe, thank you for being on here. We'll have you back uh, many times, especially if Chase does well, because uh, we like to hear stories on the road from Chase and the Napa team. Amanda, uh, have for me. have a great weekend. Uh, happy Fourth of July, everybody. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate your support, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 